you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Totally killer. Intern Corey. Hi, Intern Corey. I'm doing radical, man. Okay, so this is one of those... Is Blumhouse did this right? Yeah. yeah. Um, One of those movies, like they did Happy Death Day, and they did... Um, what's the other one? Hmm, Freaky. Which I enjoyed. I watched Happy Death Day like twice. I watched Freaky once. This seems to fall into kind of that category for me, where it's like, Totally Killer was fun. I liked it. Don't know if I would really watch it again. It's like a good like one and done movie, it feels like. Like, I'm glad I watched it the first time for sure. But I'm like, okay, I got it. Oh, I 100% will watch it again. I had a fantastic time with it. Oh, absolutely! I I really really like this one. Glad I glad I got on this episode to uh, so I would watch it. Too early for me to order. I don't think I like it as much as Happy Death Day because I loved Happy Death Day. I think I like it more than I liked Freaky though. I agree with that. Okay. I have not I have not seen Freaky, so I can't I can't comment on it. But I have seen both Happy Death Days. And I really liked both of them, and I so I'd put them right up there. Well, it's right up there with them. Vince Vaughn as a slasher, I just think of the Psycho remake that I recently yes. rewatched again, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I just can't get this out of my head. This does follow that trend of like taking like a non horror property as a famous movie, which we talked about Freaky Friday, Groundhog Day, and now this is kind of the Back to the Future version of it all. It was fun. I it's not a serious horror movie, but it's not like it still takes itself seriously enough. Like yes. it's not like jokey. It's jokey, but it's not like we're making a movie jokey. It's definitely not slapsticky at all. In the parts where it does get a little, it it it, it works. It's not terrible slapstick. At one point, they're doing the science fair, and the friend of the main girl's making a time machine as her presentation. And that's just a thing that's introduced like it's normal. <laughs> I'll give you that. When that came up, I'm like, oh, that's how we're doing like, it? But I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's not like, oh my god, what are you doing? This is going to change everything. No, it's like, oh, how's that going along? Oh, I'm still tinkering on it. Tinkering noises. <laughs> But, however, Back to the Future, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, Doc's just making a time machine out of his car. So, kind of the same deal. Yeah, but I could almost see it from, like, Marty McFly looking at, like, old man Doc Brown. Like, well, he's been around for centuries, it looks like. He might have developed the time machine. This is a high schooler. Well, to be fair, it was her mom's design. Yeah, but yeah. she was also a high schooler. True. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Fair. Uh, points to Brett. Alright, um, I don't have too much else. This is a new release. I do recommend you guys ch go check it out if you made it this far. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, what do yeah. you guys think? Oh, absolutely worth a watch. Several okay. watches. I would say worth at least one watch. It's a fun movie. Yeah, and it's Throbtober. There's tons of horror movies coming out. Get as many of the new ones in as you can. Now you guys Indeed. ready to record this fucker? Yes, I am. Indeed. Alright, so we get a bunch of narration over... It's Halloween 2023. We get a bunch of narration where 35 years ago, three girls were murdered on Tiffany Clark's birthday. Well, not all three on the birthday. One was murdered on her birthday, the birthday girl. And two days later, the other one was killed. And two days after that, the other. And... Given the Sweet 16 Killer moniker. Okay, so this movie has a podcaster. Yes. yes. It, Greg has brought up to me before of like, oh no, did we kind of pigeonhole ourselves just with doing horror? Do we have enough where we can keep going on and on? And then we find like a whole nother subgenre. It's like, oh, we have like a million movies to do. This guy has like made his little niche thing. These three murders that happened in 1987. That's it. That's his whole show. How is he squeezing out? Like, even the um, Friday the 13th podcast I listen to here and there, like, can only get so much news out of it where they only release a couple episodes a year sometimes. I didn't mention this at the beginning. If you're new here, we have no spoiler-free section. 
So here's your warning. Get out. It makes perfect sense that he's the fucking killer because what else is he gonna do? Well, oh yeah, yeah. Because he's trying to make new content. Because he's literally like, yeah, there's nothing else. Like, what am I supposed to talk about this 35 year old murder forever? I gotta I don't make know, new maybe, stuff. Maybe cover another murder. It's simple. You, could, you, you could can't cover murders. other murders. And there's <laughs> never another murder ever in the history of ever. People I don't know. Maybe rise from your grave. You know, there's other ways to do this. Yeah. And you're almost like, oh, um, like if one of like the Dahmer survivors all of a sudden started a podcast about like other true crime, you'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I'll give that a listen. Yeah. And of course, their most popular episodes would be the Dahmer episodes, with no doubt. Just like this guy having the hometown connection, his most popular episodes would probably be the Sweet 16 Killer. But you can move on and cover other subject matter. Just because our most popular movies were like, Winnie the Pooh and Human Centipede doesn't mean that's all we strictly cover. Also, do you think this guy... Look, as a podcaster, there seems to be two types of categories, and I'm worried which type we fall into. There's these weird, like... For lack of a better term, like, male ego, bro-y, like, this is why I'm the champion of my kind. I wake up super early. Everyone can do it. I, I eat 50 steaks for breakfast. Oh, what? You don't? Oh, fuck. There's that kind, and then there's a nerdy kind like this. And this seems to be the only two type of podcasters that are represented in all media. I'm like, fuck. I know we don't fall into that first category I mentioned. I'm like, are we the second guy? I love steak. You mean you guys don't wake up at 5 a.m. and rise and grind? I mean, no. I'm typically already awake. Brett knows this. I only do this voice when we're covering certain movies. And I really love those movies. At some point, we will do Killer Nerd Bride. Nope. <laughs> but in this town, like, it's just like any other serial killer town. There's tours that explore like his victim spots and everything and i love what was the first one was like a hamburger restaurant or something yeah, yeah. i love he has the flag yes oh and we get all of the killers in the maxed headroom masks um and i was like oh one of them is going to be the killer for sure and technically i guess but not what i was thinking i i really enjoyed the fact that you know he gives this tour apparently so often that he's on a first name basis with the sample girl that comes out to hand everybody samples of the burgers. Greg, remember when we were on comic book men and surf taco came out trying to take people's orders and the comic book men like shooed them away. I was actually thinking about that during this scene. So yes. Um, but Jamie, our main character played by, I like this actress, but can never remember her name nor pronounce it. Corey. Kiernan Shipka. Thank you. Uh, she was Sabrina in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She's getting ready. I like that she has this poster of this like metal band dude, Eddie Royal, in her room. It looks like Monster Magnet. It does look like Monster Magnet. Yeah. <laughs> her mom comes in. She's won tickets to go see his concert. It's like, Ooh. why do you have to go see his concert? I went to school with him. It's like, How awkward would that be? Your kid having like Someone you went to school with poster on their wall. Like, oh, he was a douchebag. Um, mom played by Dewey Bowen, who was the mom in Modern Family, who was like super funny. Like, I watched that for a little bit, like many, many years ago. Uh, she was also on uh, in uh, Adam Sandler's uh, Hubie Halloween movie that came out a few years oh. ago. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to watch that bullshit. It was Adam Sandler. It no, was fun. That. Oh, let that... me guess. He does a funny voice. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, Greg, next year's oh, October. Oh, believe me, I'd almost went on this year. So now I know oh. it's definitely coming. Halloween Town. You do that, I do Halloween Town. I'm good with that Halloween too. I love Town. Halloween Town. I don't think there's a bit of horror in it, but we'll talk about that later. Neither is Hubie Halloween. Year. It's got stupid Adam Sandler in it. There's a werewolf. Yeah. I'm telling Randy. But, her parents don't want her to go to the concert and because her mom's best friends were the original victims. She was left off the chopping block, but like she gets very nervous this time of year and everything. Dad, uh, the entire movie, I was like, Dad, like I recognize him from somewhere. Yep. I, I don't know how to say his name. It's super weird, but 
he was in Freddy versus Jason. Remember the deputy? Yep. I was like, it's him. He looks almost exactly the same, only a little older and like bigger. Exactly. Monroe. Because I remember when he showed up on Riverdale, I'm like, that's a Freddy versus Jason cop. So I kind of had like the more modern image of him in my mind. So as soon as he showed up, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that dude. He almost has the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but her mom has kind of gone Laurie Strode Halloween 2018, which her makes perfect sense because they never caught the killer. Like, he's not in jail even or anything. It's not like Laurie where she's waiting for Michael to break out. They have no idea what happened to this dude. Makes perfect sense. Maybe he's hiding in plain sight. Possibly. But her dad does agree to let her go. I do like that she takes her mom's, like, vintage 80s jacket to go to, like, to this, like, metal show. Because then it does allow her to blend in in the 80s. So I was like, you know what, that's a good way to get that in there. There is a few things in this movie that the very beginning sets up where they're like, yeah. oh, don't forget. What are you doing with my vintage 80s jacket, honey? She's like, I was going to wear it out tonight. Dad's like, I used to be super ripped when I was in high school. Then they bring up like, we didn't meet till college. We knew each other, but it wasn't the right time. Yeah, but that's what time travel movies do. You have to have like yeah. a little bit so you see it play out and everything. And yeah. you see it coming, but it's fun. Yeah. Like, this is just a fun movie. Her dad drives her to pick up her friend Amelia. And did you bring the weed gummies when she picks her up and everything? So that's going to come into play later on. Her Kids mom's these days out. not even having to deal with the smell. Like you and your high school friend are going to go hang out and like do weed in the woods. And now they could just take gummies and you don't have to be like, well, blow it through the tube. With the air thing on the end, or like spray me with Febreze in the face. <laughs> Dude, I love what she's the scene later on when she's smoking weed with everyone in the eighties, and she's like, "Why don't I feel anything?" And she's like, "I can give you a gummy this big that has more that will get you higher than all of that bag." It's all dirt and stems. Yeah, it comes from the earth. <laughs> uh, her mom's handing out candy to trick or treaters, and someone shows up dressed as a sweet 16 killer, but she's not, she's creeped out, obviously, but it's not a red flag because apparently this is a huge popular costume in this town. Brett, have we not brought up before in movies like, why are people dressed like the real life killer in this town? And here's another example of it. It's exactly Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the killer, like, doesn't do anything. She just closed the door on him. He blocks it, comes in. There's a, actually a pretty cool chase and fight sequence here between the two of them. Like, she makes it to the kitchen. They're fighting. And she's well prepared. She's been taking self-defense classes her whole life for this and everything. I love she has, like, there's, like, the little thing under the, um, one mantle where she clicks it and there's a gun. And then, like, yeah. she has tasers hidden around corners and mace and all kinds of different stuff. I do think Mace might not have been the best choice of weapon for the man in the mask. True, but it does have oh. eye holes. And if anything, that's the one that stops him the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you get that you get the mace, if it goes inside those eye holes and gets like on the inside of that mask, you're as someone who has been pepper sprayed in the past, it's not fun. Mask Man would know about pepper spray and mask. But she gets him away and everything, and it looks like she drove him away. And, by the way, the cops have been called and everything with her home alarm and all that, so they're on the way. So she looks like she won. She's in the kitchen. Then he breaks in through the back door, gets her, stabs her 16 times, just like all the original victims. And she's obviously dead. I wonder if there's a part of her when, like, she's being stabbed because it's called, like, the Sweet 16 murders. And they were all stabbed 16 times where she's like, one, two, three, four. (laughs) Are you going to get there? (laughs) Judging he is going for a lot of the chest cavity area, too. I imagine she's out before 16. Yeah. I'm going to imagine the last, like, 12 to 13 are, uh, are no longer, <laughs> she's no longer feeling these. Yeah, it's more cosmetic at that point than necessary. Yeah, this is just so horrible, though, because it's just the mom from Modern Family who was so nice and whatnot, and she went over the top during Halloween. I love their Halloween episodes and stuff. 
Mm -hmm. The chief's getting murdered. I don't like that. And I love any horror movie set on Halloween where there's someone stabbed. You have to let them be discovered by trick-or-treaters, which they do, and I do love. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I know I already mentioned it, but I love the Max Headroom mask that they wear. But it has an earring, which almost makes her look a little bit like the main guy from Lost Boys. With the hair that's all slick back. I was thinking it reminded me of, uh, what's the dude from Wham? What's his name? George Michael? Yeah, it reminded me of George Michael mask. I don't know why. Wake me up before you go, go. Leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. Have you guys seen that when, like, the Max Headroom mask broke into Doctor Who and it was being, like, spanked with the fly swatter on, like, TV in, like, the 80s? No. Oh, no. look this up. This is a fun YouTube hole to go into. This is, like, early, like, broadcast hacking where, like, someone randomly hacked into a Doctor Who broadcast from, like, their garage in a Max Headroom mask and got spanked by a fly swatter. This is incredible. You know, I actually do remember hearing something about that because, again... I was alive for Max Headroom. Like, I remember Max Headroom. Yeah. Next, Jamie's in school, and there's a presentation in the class because her mom was the guidance counselor, so one of your staff was just brutally murdered on Halloween. Avoid the knife, save your life. (laughs) Yes. It's so insensitive to say in front of the daughter of one of the people that was just murdered. I want that on a t-shirt, though. The uh, I want an Avoid the Knife, Save Your Life t-shirt. If, if the killer is coming towards you, you should run away. Yeah, it's sound advice, though. Like, <laughs> where's the problem in the advice? It's just so simple. Some of the people giving this presentation are the principal and the guidance counselor. Important. Ooh. Uh, the sheriff, after, is asking her uh jamie questions and she's like what was your mother's relationship with the what's his name chris the podcast guy yeah and she's like i don't know why she was well there seemed to have some kind of relationship there were texts between them and then she's also kind of like asking a lot about her dad and she's like look i know you never liked my dad and stuff like that so that's gonna come into play later on but he's innocent she goes to this sad old amusement park that I thought was abandoned and just a teen hangout spot, but no, is apparently still semi-functional and they're having the science fair here. <laughs> and we get the future past thing where like the gopher in the beginning like doesn't work right. And then she walks by it in the 80s and it works right. One, it's a beaver, not a gopher. Whatever. One of those three little creatures in the either. woods. It was called Billy Beaver's Boardwalk. I mean, like, it's right there in the title. He's got you there. Oh, I missed that detail during Totally Killer. I'm so sorry. Ren Amelia, like we said, is just building a science fair. Not for the government. Not for, like, Shark Tank even or something. Like, for the school science fair. She getting that A, Brett, Greg. She getting that A. Never confuse me with him again. Hey, what's wrong with being me? We don't have time. I love that the one kid walking by starts giving her shit about her science fair project. And she's like, you literally are making like fertilizer. You have a bucket full of shit right now. She's going back home and you see her being watched in the background. Very Halloween 78. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She has this kind of touching moment with her dad talking about when her parents found out they were pregnant with her after they were on the ride at Billy Beavers or whatever, at when after college when they started dating and everything. They knew each other in high school, but it's a good thing they didn't date then or it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, Mom, Dad, why are you being like so specific about like times and dates and everything right now? Like this makes no sense. You've never been this specific before. I'm gonna defend the movie here and not just say it's exposition in this part, because when you do have a death like in your immediate family and everything, it's very normal to reminisce on these times and everything like this. So I can get forget yeah. this one hundred percent. It's just so funny because I know what they're doing. Oh yeah. That definitely serves another purpose, but it fits in. Jamie's at the cafe at some cafe in town, and Chris, the podcast guy, sits down with her and he's like I want to ask you some questions. Dude, her mom just died. Leave her alone. I love the like simultaneous questions to each other. 
of he's like, can I record this? And she's like, were you having an affair with my mother? And yes. he's like, oh, God, no. I mean, looking at him, I'm like, yeah, no, he wasn't. No, this no, is Ned, no. This is real life Ned Flanders. Yes. But she says her mom had this note that she got in 87 she gave to him. And it says, you're next one day. She's like, why would she never mention this? She goes, she didn't want you to know she was living her whole life in fear. I think, I think they figured that she figured it out that she was living her whole life in fear when she made her take karate classes and you know be proficient in both melee and ranged weapons for you know her entire life. Oh yeah, it's like mom, you've been having me t- take self defense classes since I was seven years old. I have like a rape whistle, I have a stun gun and tasers and like mace. I'm okay. It's like, I can properly break down, clean, and reassemble an entire M16 in 3.5 seconds. I actually hold the military's record for this. And then, I don't know why it's nighttime, but she's going to go work on her science project. Like, girl, your mom just died. They'll give you an A no matter what. You don't have to try that hard. She's just keeping her mind off, off of things, Greg. I love she's walking down the spooky trail with like the d- dilapidated like amusement park like right behind, like behind her, and she like hears a step, and then she turns around and there's like an animatronic, and she maces it. Yeah, I did. I did love that. So she's not <laughs> stupid. She knows shits up. She's being prepared. Well, and her friend just saw this happen and is like, "Hey!" And then she's like, "Ah!" And then she's like, "No, stop! It's me!" Like, because she doesn't want to get maced now. <laughs> Dude, if I know I'm about to startle, if I know I'm about to startle somebody, I make sure I stand far away and like I kind of wave first. I'm like, "Hey, not trying to alarm you. Maybe don't sneak up on the person who just maced the beaver." She maced the witch, not the beaver. Hey, Greg, check out my fake knife. (laughs) But she gets there and everything, and the sweet sixteen killer is there chases her she ends up hiding in the photo booth which is amelia's time machine as the killer comes in and goes to stab her misses her but stabs the controls and everything clicks and whirs and it gets so colorful for a second that i love it (laughs) oh well everything like because we see like the time machine is very colorful with leds and stuff it almost looks like what they went to five below and went let's buy out their led section and just light it up with that I'm not saying bad things about it. I'm just saying it's like that kind of tone of movie. Um, But then she whirls and does like a big, like, I like the big white light thing at the very end. And then she kind of just reappears in middle of the carnival in 87, surrounded by people. Did no one see her go or anything like, no, she just appeared, I guess. Because when she returns back to the future later in the movie, spoiler alert, she, it's like the big whizzing thing, and it's like a lot of noise. It's kicking up dust. Maybe photo booths were just louder back then. Corey, you were a teenager in the eighties. Hey, they they just it's like the old school, like where it's like be the big like dust cloud of like would hit you. That's how they take pictures. We had I'm normal like- cameras in the eighties. No, they weren't these digital doodads you guys have today but we had normal cameras we had the polaroid it was a technological marvel polaroid you guys made for nude pictures and serial killers (laughs) (laughs) i i do love that she's smart enough that hey i was in a time machine i came out and the whatever it's called is completely different i'm so happy it's not like an hour of her walking around. Why is everyone dressed so funny? Like, I'm glad it. she knows. It doesn't take forever for her to be like, what year is it? Yeah. Well, she does ask the one person what year it is. But well, yeah, like but she knows she's time-traveled. Yes. She knows she's no longer in 2023. And she's walking around, like, taking in everything, and the cultural differences are fun. She asked someone what year is it, 87? Whoa, yeah, I haven't even done cocaine yet. The 80s are almost over. And she goes, you should be in school. Gets in the car with her and just to show, it's just a, like, you know, smoking in the car with the windows up, which I even remember being a common thing growing up. I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. 
with the two kid like little kids in the back seat yes, like coughing. Exactly. <laughs> and not just in the back seat. It's one of those old pop-up station wagons rear-facing back seats, which are like super banned right now anymore. Uh, she gets to the school and she's realizes like she's gonna have to try to stop everything, and she wants to find her mom and all that. And she walks into the office and is like, "I'm an exchange student. Um, have my has my information been faxed over?" She's like, okay, what's your name? Here's your what grade? Here's your schedule. She goes, "That's it. You don't need any verification or anything." She's like, "Verification, dude. High schools were different before Columbine. Big time." Um, so then she goes to gym class is her first class and she's in the middle of the day and she finds her mom like, have you seen Pam? Whatever her last name would be at everything. And it's like, yeah, that's her. And she's a mean girl. Like, oh, total mean girl. Oh, fuck. What do they, what do they, oh, the one plastics? of the, um, the Mollies, the Mollies. After they all Molly dress like Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Yes. One of the Queens of redheads. Uh, she's got like the big 80s hair and everything it's great and it's dodgeball which we actually had a discussion recently right which in most places is banned now <laughs> like a lot of like with us dodgeball was where you weeded out the weak amongst you but like this was dodgeball and i love how terrified she is when it starts and it's just that war zone that was dodgeball in high school <laughs> We had that conversation here at my house where we you asked my children, like, do you still play dodgeball in school? And my kids both look at you and like, yeah, are you stupid? Dodgeball's great. I remember it being called run away from the ball for me in high school because we weren't allowed to call it dodgeball. Yeah, like it is banned in a lot of schools now. So, Corey, it's just the area we live in. Well, no one's regulating us. My high school was also extremely violent, and we had a cop on premises at all times. Ah. But I, I did love the slow motion of people getting smacked in the face and blood. It was like that, uh, what's that Pirates of the Caribbean movie, where the dude's like walking down as the ship's being blown apart around him and everything. Yeah. It's like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Where the kids um, get hit by a dodgeball and the arm comes off. He's picking it up. She goes after to talk to her mom and everything. And her mom's just really mean to her. And she's like, oh, you should cancel the party. No, weird Canadian exchange student who we don't know. <laughs> Where I'm from, birthday parties aren't cool anymore. And so she's like, I have to find a different way to get this canceled. She leaves school, I guess is also very easy to do in the 80s, and goes talk to the cop, played by, oh, what's his name? Randall Park. Randall Park? Park? Yeah. yeah. I like this guy. Uh, he was um, Asian Jim in The Office. He was in mm -hmm. WandaVision, um, the dict no, not the dict the interview, and a bunch of fun movies like that. I like this dude. Oh, he, yeah, he was, was in Disaster Artist. Yeah, um, he was also played the reporter in the Rocks TV show. Yes, but she's like, I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet. And she's like, Have you seen Back to the Future? No, not yet. I heard it's good though. And she's like, well, and she's going on trying to explain it. Of course, they do not take this person seriously. I enjoy that they use back, like she uses Back to the Future as a reference. Like this is what's happened. <laughs> yes. She goes back to school, and she goes to get Laura, who is Amelia's mom, out of class. And she explains the situation to her, and she actually believes her. To be fair, if I took a smartphone to 2006 and showed it to somebody, they would think I am from the future. That's true. Well, and also, it kind of does make sense because past mom seems to know like a lot about science and physics and stuff like she's already working on the time machine so she yeah. probably sees the, this device and goes oh yes this is obviously futuristic yeah and they like become friends she explains the situation and then we kind of get our time travel rules for this she's like so if something happens and my parents don't meet do i just cease to exist like in back to the future she's like no they got that wrong but you won't have a home to go back to. You could erase everything that you have and you go back and you're just going to be someone out of time. 
because they did that thing because it the time machine's a photo booth and like when the killer was almost getting her when she time traveled the pictures printed out and it was yeah. a picture of the killer i was waiting for it to do the thing of like the killer's vanishing guys we're winning yeah. and then, luckily they didn't do that yeah, I'm, I'm I'm real glad they didn't do that because that kind of would have that would have definitely knocked I, it down a bunch like, of points for me. At one point, she starts playing guitar, and someone gets on the phone. It's like, "Hey, you know that sound you've been looking for? Listen to this." Uh, they they reference Back to Future enough without ripping it off. Like yeah. I, I felt it was a good balance. Or just be honest when you're doing it, and then I'm fine. Right. I like that we do play with the future in this, though, too. Like, we cut to the future, which is being changed as this goes on. Because back in the future, her dad is on the scene with the cops. And Amelia comes up and goes, she's in 1987. She used my time machine. And, of course, everyone's like, go away. Well, it's really interesting how they play with that. Because they mentioned, like, time is like a stream where it's ever flowing no matter what's happening. So even the little tiny changes as they play out kind of thing. Because at one point they play with like the Mandela effect thing of like, I thought she died in the garage, but it was somewhere else. Like, I know we'll get there, but it's interesting what they do with that. Well, yeah. They- yeah. Uh, Chris, the podcaster, did overhear this, though. That'll come up. Well, I love he's he's off to the side taking notes on his phone and the dad grabs the phone away from him. like, no, this is not going to be a bonus episode for you. <laughs> Back in 87, Laura and Jamie go to the party where the first murder takes place. And they are not allowed in because they're nerds. And she's like, because think like, I don't think you really have like exclusive parties. If it's like an open party, anyone shows up today. It's not like, no, you're not cool. You're coming in much anymore. I love the one jock guy's like, no nerds allowed, man. Grab this. And he just keeps grabbing his crotch. He's the gym teacher in the future. (laughs) But they sneak over the fence in the back with this nerdy guy who's like the whole monitor who grows up to be the principal. And she accidentally checks out her dad. And I'm like, is this going to get really back to the future? But this scene was hilarious where she's looking around the party and this hunky dude with like long hair and abs comes out of the pool and she's checking him out. And then she realizes his name. What was his name? Greg Sestero. No, what was his real Bla- name? Oh, Blake in my Hughes. mind or in the actual movie? I was wondering. Yeah, Blake Hughes. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, that's my dad. <laughs> it was so funny, though. Yeah, he comes out like super slow-mo, like Fabio, like flipping his hair back and forth. And then she's like, who's that? It's like, oh, it's Sozo. Oh, no. <laughs> It's it's 100% the scene from Fast Times at Ridge, Ridgemont High. It just it's not Phoebe Cates coming out of the water. Oh, very Oh, that's true. I just made that connection. Nice one. I mean there's there are quite a few just nice 80s references in this movie. There's just some girl in a bathroom just fingers deep just, oh. <laughs> in a in a pirate costume. <laughs> But her dad is with Tiffany right now, not her mom. And she sees Chris taking pictures for the yearbook. So he's always been like a reporter type. And then they're noticed after she goes up and talks to the Mollies again. And the gym teacher promptly kicks them out and burps in their face. I thought that was an interesting cultural thing where like he takes one picture and everyone immediately is like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Because like, it seems like. Since phones have been around and ready, how many of my friends have gotten in trouble in high school and stuff for, like, underage partying? Because they would post the fucking pictures on Facebook and stuff. And, of course, then they'd be like, well, we saw beer in your hand on these pictures, so. You see, back then, you know, we actually did have this little thing called privacy. And you could, you know. If you saw someone taking the picture, you're like, okay, it's time to time to murder this person. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Corey. I was tweeting about my thoughts. I hate you. But they go back into the party, and they're about to be kicked out again, and she does the self-defense she was taught by her mom. All of a sudden, she's a little bit cool here, where she could take down this future gym teacher. Yes. And Tiffany, who was the first victim, 
is up in her bedroom making out with Eddie Royal. And, like, that's about to happen up there. Well, it's, she's like, um, it's something about the, she's like, I've had like eight BJs tonight. And she's like, he's like, you want to make it nine? He's like, no, I'm talking about Barnolds and Janes, not blowjobs. You pee out of that thing. Like she refuses to get blowjobs, yes. which is she's very, thing. yeah, she doesn't like blowjobs. And that's what, what kind of kicks this whole, her death off. And he leaves because he's like, well, Ed, fuck this. Eddie's out of there. He's like, never mind, man. And think. Jamie's just walking around with the smartphone out and checks the podcast and the first body was found in the garage so she knows she has to get to the garage. And I love the girl who is the sheriff in the future. The sheriff's daughter is like, are you from the future? When she's listening to it, she's like, yeah. And she keeps going. She's like slumped over the railing, like blacked out. (laughs) But she goes to the garage to stop the murder, but there's other people in the garage because she's changed the timeline. You know, butterfly effect, all that kind of stuff. And up in the bedroom, the Sweet 16 killer comes out of the closet and kills Tiffany, stabs her 16 times on the waterbed and all. Which, when I saw, like, because it's this whole thing about, like, I've never done it on a waterbed. I was like, I can't wait to see that waterbed get stabbed and the water turn red and start spraying up. And it happens. And I was waiting for it to happen. It was still cool. Yeah. Sometimes the obvious is still cool. Yeah. Pam, Mom, and Jamie both get in the room to find the dead body, and Killer's gone already. And after that, cops are on the scene questioning everyone. They're questioning Jamie. They're like, how come you came up and talked to us about a murder? Now there's a murder. Like, she's the suspect. But Pam defends her and everything, like, gives her alibi that she wasn't in the room or anything. It's also so funny that she has a note on the parents' door of, like, parents' room, keep out. Like, that's the one part of the house of, like, don't fuck with it. I remember having parties, and I would put, like, tables, and I would pile things in front of my parents' door. So no one would go in there. (laughs) Laura and Jamie are walking Pam home, and she's like, how did you know? Uh... I'm psychic. And she takes out this like crystal her mom gave her for protection. Like, this is my psychic rock. This is how I see. And she buys it. Right here, I was waiting for her to go, like, because she looks at it, like, kind of puzzled for a minute. And she was like, this is my rock, is what I was waiting for. Ah, yeah. that would have been smart. They're back at Pam's house, and she's secretly a sci fi nerd and has all these tapes and everything. Oh, like Reanimator. Like, and they're all like bootlegs. They're all like, yeah. she definitely just like has two VCRs set up and is just like renting videos and just duping them. I say I caught Reanimator, Scanners, Dune, Re- Empire Strikes Back, and Tron. Dune! And then Pam's mom, Jamie's grandma, walks in to check on her, and Pam is just the worst <laughs> to her mom. And Jamie's <laughs> like, no wonder grandma never comes to visit us. Because it's made, like, because it's something earlier in the uh, movie where it's, mom was, like, so rude to me. Like, I would never talk to my mom that way. How dare you talk to me that way? We're like, it's the nicest mom basically coming down with a tray of cookies. Like, hi, dear. Like, I know your friends are over. Are they staying the night? I brought cookies. It's like, mom, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck is wrong with you? It starts, like, <laughs> shooting her with, like, pellets or something. <laughs> She's telling her about where the next murder will be, who it is, and everything. And she's asking about motive. Is there anyone who would want to hurt you guys? She goes, no. And then lists all these terrible <laughs> things they've done to everybody. They're like, fat Trish, maybe. Like, <laughs> but she's dead and going on about all these people and everything like this. And just the worst. And I, she does I reveal... Love- I love Jamie's reaction to so much of like, especially like the fat Trish thing of like, you cannot say that. How dare, what's wrong with you? Your body shaming? Like there's a lot of like, kind of like teasing on like new millennial Gen Z woke stuff. Like it's very teasing on it, which is fun. I like when she first got to the school and they had like a racist mascot on the side. Like, ah, there's the racism, and then walked inside. There it is before it was changed. <laughs> and she does reveal that she's gonna get with Blake, and she's like, "Really, Blake?" And she lights up. She's like, "Oh shit!" She goes, "No, no, it's too early. It can't happen now, or it won't work because you're terrible." But it's already in her head. 
Too horny too soon. The whole movie, they're horny police. Yes. In the future, Amelia's working on a new time machine in the garage, and Chris comes over because he's like, I always thought Tiffany was killed in the garage, but it was a waterbed. So it's changing the future as it happens, which I like a lot because it keeps that in play with everything. And like I yeah. said before, it's like a fun thing to play with like the Mandela effect thing of like, well, sometimes people misremember things and they think that's a symptom of time travel. And they both look at the new machine she's working on. <laughs> and they see, a, they're looking at the crime scene photos and they see a note that was left there that says, stab the machine. And no one knew what it meant. They thought it was like a metal lyric or something like that. And no, it was a note for Amelia in the future. It's a metal lyric with a rune, and it's obviously a J. Yes, signed yeah. from Jamie. Back in school, now Jamie's kind of in with the Mollies, and she's like, what if we don't go to the city or anything? I mean, what if we don't go into the wilderness? Let's go to the city or something like that. And Marissa's like, yeah, we can go to my parents' condo. She does get them to change the birthday plan. She's like, oh, great, now everything's all set. Um, also in class, she gets par- partnered up with Damon, who she sees kill them all written in his notebook. At first, I'm like, it's just Metallica lyrics, but he spelled out them instead of M, but whatever. It's like, bash their heads in, and it's like a skull. It's like, he's too and, obvious. He has the yeah. shitty van. <laughs> yeah, he would have been too much. But, girls trip, uh, they find out, well, she finds out Fat Trish who's dead was Damon's sister when she's asking about him and everything like, Oh, okay. There's our killer right there motive. And they get to the condo in the city. She's sleeping. She wakes up and it's just a cabin in the middle of the woods. Oh, I guess cabin and timeshare and condo are all different things. Oh, well, Oh my God, guys, I forgot the vodka. I thought that was going to be Jamie's like way to be like, well, we better leave and go get some and then go somewhere else. But nope, another car pulls in behind them who has vodka. It's a bunch of the boys show up. It's going to be a full-on party the whole time. I love it. It's like, did you bring the vodka? He's like, of course I brought the vodka. I bring it everywhere I go. It's a whole jug of plastic jug vodka. It's like <laughs> 2015 Brett. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> but she, I love her giving her stu- uh, her Randy from Scream speech to everybody about how they have to survive and everything like this. Yeah. There are some rules for this weekend. <laughs> Everyone stay inside. Hey, let's go to the hot tub, guys. And I love it cuts to them. Like, they're all partying in the hot tub. And Jamie's, like, sitting in, like, the chair, like, beside, like, the future cop. And they're just like, look at them go. They're all so stupid. There's a murderer about. What are they doing? And you realize the brownies that the, the future cop has brought are weed brownies. It's like... And I ate a bunch of these. Why don't I feel anything yet? And this is what we talked about earlier with 80s weed sucks, she says. Because at first she's scared because Jamie's like, you put a pound in these brownies? Holy shit, kind of thing. And then she's like, yeah, I got some left over too. So why is it all stems and shitty? Like, no wonder. Comes from the earth. <laughs> Those poor 80s children. She's trying to get everyone back inside. It's not working. And she lures the whole party back inside with fake pizza. See, that right there is the biggest crime in this movie, is luring with fake pizza. I mean, come on. Who does that? They all go into the kitchen looking for the pizza. And then they're like, because they're so stoned. They're like, maybe she hid the pizza. So they start looking (laughs) at cabinets and under the rug. They're like, it's hide and seek. Let's go find it. Which is the opposite she wanted, because then everyone splits up the search for the pizza. And by the way, she's locked out by future gym teacher, because she's being a buzzkill. She just locks her outside, and everyone else splits up through this big cabin, like, house, looking for this pizza. She's Canadian, it's okay, she knows the woods. <laughs> she sees someone in the house, and Heather is passed out in the one room, who isn't supposed to be next, she's supposed to be the last one. But the killer comes in, and Jamie's outside trying to warn people, there's someone in the house! And I like she's talking to stoned future guy, like, yeah, I'm in the house! Like, talking out to her. Jamie's like, oh god, (laughs) god damn it. (laughs) 
It's just like a bunch of drunk children that she has yeah. to babysit. Open the window. <laughs> but the killer is in the room with passed out Heather, turns on the radio, and goes to kill her. Heather comes to right at this moment, and there's a fight and a chase and everything. Um, she runs out of the room, but falls down the steps, and he starts stabbing her. But Blake... Jamie and Pam all come in and fight back. I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're actually going to get rid of him, but it doesn't work. But they get some good shots in on him and everything. The killer runs away, but it's too late. Uh, Heather's already dead. It's really interesting how she falls down the stairs because it's not just like head first down the stairs like you walk up them. She falls over the banister and like splats on the stairs basically like she does yes. like the hard she doesn't just roll down them it's and like, wham stairs <laughs> and it's probably dead right there let's be honest yeah yeah at least paralyzed oh at least later they're all at the police station and they're all gonna be questioning everything i love that jamie gives the sheriff a paper towel with all the blood on it and everything like what's this for <laughs> dna what it reminds me of that great sketch where it was or that great joke where it was like oh a 1920s detective trying to solve the crime he sees this big puddle of blood he goes hmm that must belong to the killer gross clean it up now let me work on this hunch <laughs> the john mulaney bit i love that bit so much the next day, she has seven and a half hours of phone battery left. We forgot to mention the phone's important because that's how you're going to set, like, where you're from and things like that and how to travel. Why would you just not turn the phone off? Yeah, I'd say turn it off. Turn it on when you need it, like. Or, you know what, maybe she doesn't have the podcast downloaded and it's only up for now since she was listening to it. If she closes yeah. it, she's going to lose that Wi-Fi and can't download it. Also, this is a person that's made a time machine. Can she not, like, rig up a charger with 80s tech that would work? That is a fair point. Side note, guys. Personal thinking, Corey had to bounce. Everything is fine. But that's the end of Corey for this episode. The killer got him. The killer came from the past and killed him and we saw it on camera and it was horrible but we also now have access to a time machine so we're hoping to bring him back for another episode in the future so if he comes back our mission was successful yes if you see cory pop up again on throbtober you know we got him we had to go back to the 80s and see all the neon guys it wasn't just wood paneling and cigarette smoke <laughs> when cory was a teenager yeah exactly a teenage, that's generous. I was going to say <laughs> But the next day, they're talking and everything. Like I said, she has seven and a half hours of phone battery left. And I like that she says, I think it might be two killers, like in Scream. <laughs> and they're like, what? Oh, it's a movie that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> uh, she sneaks into Damon's van and... She's looking around for clues, like, oh, don't be a body in here, and moves this blanket. It's just a bunch of video games under it. And it's opened by him, and she kicks him in the face, and he's a normal guy. He's just like a nerdy dude. Oh, because at one point, she's like, it smells awful in here. Please don't be a body. And then she, he, I love, he's like, please, just, like, take take the Garfield game. It's the best thing I have. <laughs> uh, Doug, future principal, who's a home owner, shows up, like, what are you guys doing outside school right now? You can't, like, and... Only I'm officially allowed to be outside the building as the home monitor, guys. And then she realizes she they need more power for the time machine, and they realize the quantum drop ride. Dude, have you ever been on one of these? I love these things. Oh, I hate amusement parks so much. Oh my god, I, I cannot deal with heights. I cannot deal with being spun around in circles. No. I love these things. I like the ones that flip on their side, too, and go like this. And when I think about it, those things have to be dangerous, because those ones aren't even covered. You can just go flying. <laughs> I love those. They're fun. Oh, and think about the Carney people putting those together. Hopefully he oh, slept last night. <laughs> but they tell a worker they need to repair it, so he just leaves. As... Oh, 
this is so perfect because I could imagine someone walking into my job being like, Hey man. Um, it's like, I'm the only one there. They're like, Hey, corporate said we're shutting down. We got to do some repairs in here. Be like, that's all you had to tell me. I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah. They're like, wow, that was easy. And then Laura starts setting it up for the time machine and all the kids set up this bait trap plan on Halloween where they're going down to the pier festival place and everything. And they're going to, lure the killer in after uh, Marissa and they're all going to come in and save her because Marissa's known for giving BJ's at the haunted house. Yes. So that's where they're going to go to have him go after her. And they see past Chris and Oh, sorry. And in this moment past Chris sees the killer walking around in the mask and everything. And just cause he sees it here, future Chris in the future, all of a sudden remembers, wait, I saw Jamie there and I saw the killer and everything. That was so interesting how they played with that. Where it was like, but like they said, it's like a river. It just keeps going on and on. It's not like the final end of the movie. That's where like all the future comes from. No, like little things change like that. Where all of a sudden he's like, now I remember because it technically just happened in a yeah. way, even though it's the future. And Marissa goes into the haunted house as all the others hide in there. That's smart because it's a haunted house. So you put on a mask and be super still or hide behind something. It's actually a good place to hide and set a trap like this. I love she's walking through like, can't wait to give that blowjob. Um, who's, what <laughs> name is she calling out? She keeps calling out a name. like Some guy who she's going to meet for it, yeah. Randy, where are you? Ready for that blowjob? I'm in the kitchen area. But the killer enters and is walking around. One of the animatronic things jump out of it. He just kills the animatronic right away. He means business. And Jamie and Pam are hiding in like what looks like bathroom stalls, like crouched up, like ready to jump out. He somehow knows they're there, though, and goes after them. Breaks it, and then there's a big fight. They're beating him with baseball bats and stuff. And there's a big fight that's going on. And Jamie stabs him, but he almost kills her. He's just about to. But Amanda, cop's daughter, shows up who they don't trust at this point anymore, by the way, with a scythe, because we saw her dressed up as the Grim Reaper here earlier, and kills him. And like, that thing's real. She's like, yeah, there's a killer on the loose. I love she shows up as the Grim Reaper, being like, why have you all stopped talking to me? Like, you all were talking to me. We were friends until so-and-so said I was the killer. Um, And then, yeah, she shows up and, like, completely like tears through the killer's heart with the scythe thing. And I was like, Oh, I was not expecting that whatsoever. No. And then in, they find out it's Doug future principal was the sweet 16 killer because they find out he has a locket and fat Trish was his girlfriend. Oh, poor fat Trish. And then all the girls are talking and they got, Fat Trish drunk and she drove home because they wanted to get her to talk about something, but she wouldn't. And she yeah, crashed was, and died. There was some rumor about her like sleeping with a teacher and she would never talk about it. So they're like, so we invited her over and got her like extremely wasted trying to get her to talk about it. And then she started crying. And then she went home. It's not our fault because like the one um, kid uh, mentioned something. About, it's future gym teacher or past gym teacher says like well i drive better when i'm drunk and jamie's like i 100 percent guarantee you you don't <laughs> and then jamie gets super upset with her mom because like that'd be like terrible to learn that your parent did and you yeah. find out her mom wasn't even there she's like i wasn't there when that went on we were having a fight and everything so right. that's just so we don't hate the mom in the future when everything settles yeah, so she doesn't come back and just ghost her immediately. Like, I know what yes. you did to Trish. Her name should just be Trish Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to call her Fat Trish. <laughs> but then another killer shows up. There are two killers, but there weren't before, but it, it all changes. And slits Mar uh, Marissa's throat, kills her, so she dies anyway. Um, This is where, like, when future friend is trying to make the new time machine and then the podcaster leaves They're like i'll go get a tool real quick and then it cuts back to like the past scenes like what's going on there i was like 
he's has uh, he definitely has something to do with it because they never do that scene unless that's the killer and you're going to cut back to the future it's like oh no what happened to her where's the time machine yeah right after the throat slit you cut to the future and you see amelia's knocked out and so it's obviously chris he went back um Chris is running through after them when they're running away. And they're like, keep that news rolling. Because they're doing a story about the pier. And then he just runs up and stabs the newscaster, who's his dad. Which he talked about how his dad won all these reporting awards. Just stabs him in the head and keeps going. Which is so... It's it's such a funny scene of, like, he has built up his dad as this, like, huge bad guy, which he was probably like, my son's kind of weird, I'm doing my best, but I don't really know what to do with him kind of thing, where he's like, because he kills his dad, then we come to find out future him, now that his dad's dead and the timeline has changed, becomes like a monk in India. Yes, we'll get there in a minute. But I also real quick want to mention, this whole thing about keeping the news live and keeping it rolling is because for some reason when there's a live broadcast wi-fi works yeah they had, they will it's not wi-fi but they found since they don't have wi-fi a way to get it to work through the broadcasts and everything like that through satellite but which i like that I, they I play know. with that it works because there is that theory of this planet is constantly spinning in the circle and also spinning in space so if you don't line up right you might pop out we're like hey this is where i was and now i go back 30 years and where i was was just space because there was no planet and now i'm like yeah. <laughs> terrifying dude yeah or you're in a rock <laughs> <laughs> but they start the ride but he gets on it with jamie and if you're in the center you'll be safe if you're on the outside you'll be obliterated but Pam gets on to come save her, and the ride starts, and they're all stuck to the walls. And this is really cool where he stands up and starts walking along. It's actually a really cool shot. And he's going after Pam, but she gets stabbed, but she's okay, and she gets ejected from the ride, like, out the door, which not safety procedure was not followed. That door should not be open. Like, but Jamie gets back to the future, and now Mom all of a sudden has a limp. She had out of nowhere. But he reveals who it is to Jamie, and she's like, why? And he starts going on. You you know why. It's so the killer can live on. It gets more infamous every year. And he killed her mom to get the ratings back up. And I like when he's going on, like, I'm a legend. People will fear me forever. I'm Michael fucking Myers. <laughs> yeah, that was. I like that they did that call out where he thinks he's going to be like this legendary big killer. I was like, dude, I'm a podcaster. We get winded easily. You know what our job is? Setting and recording. And when we're not doing that, we're setting and doing research about the episode. There's not <laughs> a lot of strenu- strenuous like activity or movement going on here. Mostly it's my arms. Yeah, that's why I use my little exercise exercise bike when I take my notes. So I'm not just sitting. <laughs> Greg's taking his notes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> But he's about to get to the center, and she gets the nail gun out and just fires at him. And I was thinking about you instantly. Well, because the nail gun came up earlier, because that was one of the uh, friend's projects that was doing the time machine, was she has some kind of nail gun thing she's also working on, where it just shoots like a gun. And then he gets like five in the chest, and believe you me, I was like, holy shit, they had to bring out a fucking nail gun in this movie? I hate those things. I'm completely terrified of them. My dad tells me there's a million like little safety features and stuff to stop them from just shooting like a gun. I'm like, have you seen Totally Killer? It was like a Tommy gun. But he goes back right as the machine like does its thing, so he just obliterates right there. And oh, she's well, back. I love it because it was um it was a callback to a video game earlier where it was like oh yeah he splats and there's this red mist and then he splats against the wall and she goes huh red mist then she's back in 2023 and she runs home her parents are okay she's so happy she's hugging them she's happy to see him then amelia and her mom come over remember her mom was her friend back in the 80s so now she knows who she is but hasn't revealed it and they go out on the porch she's like everything's okay she goes 
yeah, but some things have changed. I made a notebook right here for you to know. And then this guy comes in, comes over, talks to her, walks inside. She's like, who's that? And she goes, wow. And she looks him up and down and goes, who's that? Once again, she's checking out her own family members doing the Back to the Future thing. And then friend is like, um, that's your brother. And she's like, God fucking damn it. Because <laughs> her parents did get together too early. And her brother's named Jamie. And now she has a, she, they named us both Jamie? She's like, not exactly call it. Like, she has a new name. <laughs> that is just, it's so, imagine that. Like, all of a sudden, Greg, your name is now Tim. I don't like it. Yeah, it's weird, right? I'd be like, well, my nickname's going to be Greg then. <laughs> and then, like, credits start. You get a little, like, through her book, who's changed and what. And her and Amelia are still best friends. Yeah, it's like the um, her new brother married this other guy and they adopted this kid like 10 years ago. Um, now marijuana's legal, so the sheriff is like super happy and is like more stone than Cheech and Chong. <laughs> and um, Chris, like somehow has moved to India and become a monk, but we still keep tabs on him just to make sure. I love that we still keep tabs on him. Just... Because you know that's in the back of his brain, probably. Because he did this. <laughs> and that's totally killer. It was a fun movie. I'm glad I got to watch it. Like I said, it's a fun one-time watch, I feel. Like, if you really loved it, have at it. Watch it a million times. But for me, it was one of those one-and-done movies of, like, I had a lot of fun with it. And then, now I'm kind of, maybe I'll watch it one more time before the years is over, if I'm, like, I don't know what the fuck to watch, but I feel like I got it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had a really good time with it. I thought it was fun. It was a nice addition into those other movies we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. For sure. Count of the Dead? Let's get to the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the Robin Horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Totally Killer? Um, I feel like this had a decent-ish body count. I'm going to say eight little high we got six okay still not terrible not bad for this like kind of movie that came out of nowhere you know yeah well it's great scout of the dead ah 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 now we're getting into my ratings from dimension z so basically i'll take something from the movie and i rate the movie one through ten one being the worst and ten being the best now come up with that thing right now so this whole thing is about time travel yes so, w when are we time traveling to? The oh, killer st stabs the knife into our time machine, and we go taken off. Hopefully it's good, and maybe good, and maybe bad. So, a number one version of what time we're going to, the worst version. I gotta say, like, prehistoric times. Like, you gotta, you immediately think, oh, it would be cool to see a dinosaur, and, like, see all, like, the stuff from there. But who knows what the fuck diseases are there mosquitoes are as big as alfred trying to attack you and then now there's a t-rex and you get eaten for those who don't know it and are like who the hell is alfred that is my dog yeah he's like little buddy he's a cow potato think of a potato shaped cow um a number 10 version the best version to travel to holy shit man i gotta say like have you ever looked up that 1977 concert by the Ramones at CBGB's and they play all yeah. their hits and they're fucking spot on. Imagine the killer stabs their knife. You go blah, 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 and you appear in front of 1977 CBGB's and you see the Ramones walk in and you're like, oh, this is where I'm at? Fuck a killer. I don't give a fuck what happens in the future. I'm going to watch an amazing set. I can't argue with this in the slightest. Um, I'm going to give Totally Killer right in the middle a 5 out of 5. Worth watching, like I've said five out one of ten. time. Oh, 5 out of 10, sorry. 5 out of 10, right in the middle. Um, fun movie. I It's much smarter than I thought it was going to be. They kind of saw, I feel like, what they were doing and called it out a few times. It was like, we know we're kind of doing Back to the Future. But then they do interesting things of like, well, we need Wi-Fi to be able to triangulate so we don't so we hit the right spot and we don't just end up in space, you know? 
You just need plutonium. That's what you need. But yes, I know what you mean. Hey, what's up? It's intern Corey. Uh, I wanted to jump on here real quick, give my ratings since I had to bounce out of the episode. Uh, for me, this movie was a solid eight. Uh, a lot of fun. Definitely will watch it again. Um, yeah, I just I can't recommend this movie enough. Really good. I definitely enjoy the other movies from this this group. So I hope they keep turning them out. I went seven places in time I traveled two out of ten. I liked it okay. a lot more than you. I thought it was really solid. I, I had a very good time. I will watch this again, I know for sure. Um, I don't know if it'll be this year because I'm trying to catch up on everything I missed throughout the year for our end of the yeah. year thing. But yeah, I'll definitely watch this one again. Yeah, it was a great time. And it's on, it's streaming. You didn't have to go to the theaters to get it. So if you have the streaming service, it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we hope you're having a great Throbtober. There's been a lot of new stuff coming out this year and a lot of different new stuff. So try to maybe go out of your comfort zone of horror movie watching a little bit because there's stuff like this coming out. There's that Pet Cemetery like prequel thing coming out. There's like that new Exorcist movie. There's tons of stuff coming out. So go see it, support horror, and we hope that Totally Killer has left your brain throbbing with horror. Do you like Throbbing with Horror? Their early shows were a little too avant-garde for me, but I hear if you follow them on the social media, they do terrific work. You should probably rate them five stars wherever you're listening to them. It makes their show a cut above the rest. Make sure you tune in next week. Wouldn't want to miss another episode, right? <laughs> hey, Paul!